Turundusraadio. Hello dear listeners and welcome to our marketing radio talk show number 301. I'm Anu Malaritz from the Institute of Marketing and I'm going to be your host today. And via the phone uh, I have uh, my guest who is today Patrick Debeau who represents Social Cedar Platform. Hello Patrick. Hello, nice to meet you. Very good. Uh, And uh, about the platform, I want to just uh, briefly describe that this is a platform that many organizations use for ambassador marketing. And today I have chosen the topic uh, to be focused on ambassador marketing and what it's about. It's a new trend and uh, and very, let's say, catchy uh, today in the marketing world, how would you describe it? What is an ambassador marketing? Ambassador marketing, uh, uh, just for a, a short introduction, uh, my previous uh, life, I did influencer marketing, which is just the opposite as ambassador marketing. Ambassador marketing or an ambassador, um, working with ambassadors is working with uh, people that are not incentivized, they are not paid, it's working with people who share uh, your culture, your blogs, your uh, vision uh, on, on uh, a very normal way because they like uh, what you say uh, and, and they do it because of their own will. Uh, and this makes it a very powerful uh, way. And the reason why uh, ambassador, uh, working with ambassadors is becoming very important uh, are different. The first one is uh, we all know that uh, social media, they, uh, with the algorithms, uh, companies or organizations, they don't have a big voice anymore on social media for everything they want to do. They have to pay. Even if you have 10,000 of followers, if you post something, there's only uh, 1% or less of the people that uh, look at what you, uh, you posted. Uh, so that's the first reason, and this is not the case for um, normal uh, people, ambassadors, because if they post something on social media, um, the reach is far uh, bigger. That's one thing. And the second thing is that um, companies worldwide, uh, also due to the change and the digital transformation and uh, the war uh, on talent, for talent, uh, they are worldwide busy creating their story, the why uh, they are there and not what they do uh, or what product they sell, which is also important, but the why is much more important. Um, so meaning the culture, NDA, corporate social responsibility, the vision uh, of, of the company becomes more and more uh, interesting because they want to be able to keep the people uh, and to motivate the people and they also want to attract obviously uh, new uh, people and, and and this is why it's uh, becoming a worldwide trend. But can you explain me? Um, you say that uh, that ambassadors are the people that are not getting paid. So I do understand that one of the group is the company's own employees because you can somehow state that they should be your ambassadors. But how to work with 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 the other people outside the company uh, when they know that they actually are not going to pay, going to get paid for something they do for you? Uh, we have uh, quite a lot of companies uh, like uh, UNICEF or Red Cross, just to give some examples, that are working with external ambassadors that are not 
paid uh, or not getting paid for the efforts. So the first thing is, if I, I don't have anything against influencer uh, marketing at all, but if you pay people to do something for you, the problem is that you do not learn whether the message or what you want to say is uh, interesting for uh, the world out there. And this is obviously something you want to find out. Do I have the right message that attracts people uh, going back to my website, for instance? If you only pay people, I was in the travel industry, and you pay people to visit the hotel and to say that the hotel is great, but if it, eventually the hotel wasn't great, well, it's some kind of fake marketing. And uh, what we saw is that more and more also young people, they find, uh, I'm not talking about, uh, I think fashion could be different, but in, in, in other industries, they, they start to get to know this. They, they, they detect that it is not real, uh, it's not a real voice. Um, and what we've seen is that um, there's something uh, about people. People want to belong to, they want to belong to a group. So if you, ask kindly people even outside your organization to become an ambassador because you like that company and you will tell them that you will not misuse their trust but you will ask them eventually to spread content which could be interesting for them and for their network people will do it it is it's still like this we've got this question so many times it's a very good question but we still have something and luckily people still have the power to do something out of their own will without being uh, incentivized immediately. The incentive is being part of a community, and the second incentive is it's good and interesting content, and I stand for that content, and I want to share this. So, by the way, thank you for the good and interesting answer, because, uh, because as I understand, uh, it seems really logical that you should ask people to become the ambassadors, and really there are much more other things valuable in the life than just money. Uh, yes, and there's so many things that you can do that do not uh, cost a lot of money. We've seen that um, creating a community is uh, also based on uh, uh, you have to treat the people equal. So there's not a winner and there's not a loser because if you have a community with losers and winners, then you don't create a community, you create uh, a competition. This is something that you don't want to do, you don't want to create competition. You can create competition, but it's always shorter because the winner wins and the loser loses and he gets out. Okay. So community is built on, on trust and on the fact that everybody should be uh, appraised the same. And this is why we, in uh, our platform, we have something which is called random acts of kindness, meaning that everybody who shares and who contributes to the success gets an equal chance to get, for instance, flowers in the morning. Um, a very small attention uh, that gives a smile on their face and that creates uh, a, big, a big trust in the community. Wow, it's a very cute and, uh, and lovely idea. Um, about the community building, I do understand that we have the external ambassadors. You can treat them like part of your, not like, but you can treat them as part of your community and the ambassadors have their followers. What about internally in the company? You would, or I actually would expect that everyone in the company belongs to the community and they are all equal, as you told, and they are all our ambassadors. Or is the picture more complex like that? The, the picture is uh, more complex, obviously. Uh, first of all, uh, in, in, in Europe, we have something which is called GDPR, 
uh, also in, 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 in Estland. Yes, um, which yeah. means that you cannot you cannot just like this expect people to uh, to write into a program without them kindly asking to do so. So that's the first thing, and I think it's also a matter of politeness that you first uh, invite them before just saying like you all have to be an ambassador, and um, I will not um, I will not tolerate anybody who is not going to become an ambassador. That's number one. But the second thing is. Uh, there's, we also detected that there are some uh, some elements that are creating people to follow uh, or to become uh, an ambassador. The first thing is management should be the first to show they are an ambassador. So the first people that have to enroll into an ambassador program in your company is management. Uh, once that management shows like I'm proud to work for the company, then you can ask also uh, the rest of your coworkers to do the same and then they will follow. So ambassadorship follows, community follows the same as what happens when somebody falls on the street and nobody wants to, uh, uh, to uh, help uh, the poor uh, person, except when the first, when there's a first person reaching out, then the rest will follow as well. It's just the same what happens in a company. So you have to look for the first followers, which are always there, could be management, could be people that are already very active on social media. Once you get the first followers in, the rest will follow. Not everybody will join as an ambassador. We have very few companies succeeding in uh, getting everybody on board. But eventually, that's not even the, the, such a big problem. Uh, we see that lots of companies, because we have um, benchmarks over uh, different industries, um, we can uh, we can almost uh, give feedback on how do you say the well-being of uh, a company depending on how much percentage of the people will enroll in, pro in, a, in the program. Um, so uh, if you ask an HR director uh, the question like how many people are really an investor of your company, that most of the times causes quite a lot of stress <laughs> because they don't have a clue <laughs> what is the right answer. Is it one percent? Is it five? Is it fifty percent? We start to get to know it because we have 300 companies working with us and we know that obviously it depends on the size of the company and it depends on the industry where the company is. Smaller companies have more percentage of investors. The bigger the company becomes, the less percentage of investors you have. This is logical, but we also see this um, and it depends also on industry types. But again, to answer uh, your question, you cannot expect everybody to become an ambassador just like this. Uh, becoming an ambassador is also based on trust, and we do have companies that go up to uh, an, an 80, 85% of co-workers being an ambassador, which is already very, very good result. Amazing. Are there any special tools what you use in order to transfer a company that say, what are the lowest points really, 10% or 20% or what are the lowest that you have seen? Uh, the, 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 there's uh, what we've seen. So first of all, we've seen some companies not succeeding uh, because they, like I already said, management says like you all have to become an investor, but they mm -hmm. don't. Uh, they okay. don't show the example, so that doesn't work. Um, and we have companies where, uh, in fact, basically they, they, they basically they know that they have a, a, not the right culture. And so they start and they hope that employer branding and uh, making them an ambassador will create the right, uh, uh, right culture. It's, but it's just the opposite. First, you have to work on your culture and then you can start asking people to become an ambassador. And we sure. do have companies that um, only have uh, 2 to 5% of ambassadors. 
But even then, for that company, it's quite interesting because we will tell them that the average of the industry and with a company with the same size as they are, they should go to 30%. And then at least they know they know that they have an inside problem, that they have to work on the culture because they have too few people that follow the culture and they are, that are interested in the company. And this is something that is so interesting is that we see that there are companies still existing uh, and still making, I don't know whether they will make business uh, for lots of years, but where people are still working and they are not at all interested in the company where they work for. Uh, we have this uh, from time to time and it, 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 it still exists. True. I just wonder, um, uh, now when listening to numbers, I will kind of rephrase my question a bit and say that, let's say so that everything is fine with company culture. It's coherent. People understand it well. And let's say so that they th- there is internal readiness to be or to act like an ambassador. Let's say half of the people have it. But now when you say that the best companies, maybe even not in this area, but in general, might have the numbers above 80%, what are the typical things what you need to do to come from 50 to, for instance, 80 uh, there's some things that you can do. First of all, uh, a, a, a program, whatever program that you, if you want to create a community, that cre- that community has to be visible. That's number one. Okay. It's not only the tool, because a tool is just a tool. A tool is something uh, that gives you the possibility to uh, become an ambassador and to see your content, ta, ta, ta. But it's also um, how do you uh, uh, give it, uh, how, how do you... Um, give it color in your company and that's okay. why um, we see that quite a lot of companies they give your they give their ambassador program a name they give their child a name and once you give it a name you can start making posters they have these mocks that they use they have pins they have stickers and suddenly the program uh, is visible inside the company and then you will see that there's more and more uh, people that want to enroll and, be, and become an ambassador. And the second thing is, uh, we also saw that sharing results to the people that are not yet an ambassador, saying like, hey, we reached 1 million people thanks to the 250 ambassadors that we already have. What if you also join? Um, once that people see that it does make a difference, okay. uh, they will also enroll. And then the third thing is, and this is uh, also logical, is often ambassador programs go together with trainings on social media because the reason why some people do not become ambassadors is because they, don't, they are a bit afraid of social, social media. Once that they know that social media is not uh, something to be afraid of uh, and that it can even help them in their future career, then they will change attitude as well. Wow. Can you tell me um, uh, examples of some organizations who have used the approach in the real life? You probably uh, in the yes. in the platform you have thousands of them, I believe, but probably some of them have given you given you the right to talk about them about them as a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have quite some companies that are <laughs> uh, just, just just in general. We see uh, uh, at least in Europe, we see that uh, the pharma industry, the health care, uh, ICT. And government, these are uh, companies that are uh, in Europe also under quite some stress because they also look for people um, 
right people or finding the right people costs lots of money and effort. So we have already some industries that are really, really interested, and then we have all the rest that are foreign. But we work with companies such as we work with BMW, we work with Tesla, um, we work with B2B companies such as uh, ArcelorMittal and Atlas Copco or SAP. Okay. Uh, these are these are just some examples of Brussels Airport. Um, so big, we have big companies, we have small companies, we have 50 co-workers, we have companies with 60, 70,000 co-workers, so employer branding is not only for the happy few, it's something that uh, every single uh, company of every size uh, can, 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 can start. And, and, and again, uh, if, you, if, you, if you do this, uh, these companies, by the way, they are already for at least uh, for social serial, um, customers for more than four years, so it's not a short-term program, it's a long-term program. They always get further and further. We also see, I know that I talk a lot, sorry, <laughs> but we see that they keep on building uh, in programs. You start with with 50% of your co-workers at the end, like I said, they, they come into 80%, and then often in the third year, they will try to go outside and look for stakeholders or customers to become ambassadors as well. Okay, so it starts from internally, uh, then from the top management, then to, to the employees, and then also it grows outside. And it's not vice versa. Or are there any challenge that I can grow ambassadors outside the company and then bring the movement into the company as well? Uh, we uh, we have an example that the only thing is I cannot really it's an NGO it's a very big NGO um, but the problem is that if you ask external ambassadors to become an ambassador and you don't have and that was the case there you don't have internal ambassadors that it's a very strange logic because you want to find a community outside but you haven't found your community inside okay. so this is something very strange. Uh, so we have that case from time to time, but it's uh, it's really exceptional. I think it's about one percent of, of our companies. It doesn't make the reverse way. Okay, uh, tell me also, um, what are the main risks with ambassador marketing? What can go wrong? There's lots of things that come that uh, can go wrong. Uh, obviously, um, the the thing is, if you ask somebody to become your ambassador. Basically, you only get the chance once because if you burn, you know, so if you burn your ambassador, you will not be able to get it on board the second time. So uh, that's why we also say that um, uh, you have to do it uh, step by step. You start, you stop by. Okay. Uh, step. You do it step by step. That's the first thing. So don't start uh, too quickly. Start with the people that already know, um, that already share, and then from there you expand. That's one. Thing. Uh, second thing I already said is involved management is very important. Third thing is content and frequency is very important as well. If you start asking your ambassadors to spread commercial uh, content, then you will burn them very quickly because an ambassador is not a private radio station and not a television station. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 because, again, they don't get paid for it, so you will not mm -hmm. be able to ask them, spread my new promotion. You can do it. But we say 10% of your content can be commercial and all the rest should be uh, cultural and your vision and, and, and other things. Um, 
And, and, and the, the last thing I want to mention is frequency. Do not ask from the start every day to share content. Try to build it. We always advise in the start, you ask, you, you, you ask people twice a month to do something, to share something for you. And when you see that the results are positive, which the, the platform detects, then you can go higher and higher and higher in speed. But don't start immediately like a, like a speed train. You have to start slowly and get the conf confidence of your people and then, and then you can, you can go. So these are just some, some, uh, um, things that, some lessons that we've learned uh, out of our experience. Very interesting. Thank you a lot for the insight. I think that it's uh, such an interesting topic, so probably our listeners will will try to investigate more. And I'm also happy that you are coming to our uh, Dream Employer Conference in January, so that everyone who is interested will come, can come and discuss a bit more and get to find out what are the uh, rest of the lessons learned, what you have had during the, the, the uh, building up your platform and, and working with the customers. It will be my pleasure to join you in Tallinn on the event in January. <laughs> thank you a lot and uh, dear listeners uh, thank you also and please listen us again in a week's time uh, meanwhile uh, please uh, note that we are available also in Delphi Tasku uh, in uh, Spotify and in SoundCloud thank you a lot and listen to you again in a week's time Sulle meeldis Turudus Radio Teili endale meelde tuletus järgmiste saadete kohta Marketingi Instituudi kodulehelt.